What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Natasha Bonique, and welcome back to the Holly Melanated Podcast Show. Oh my goodness, y'all. I'm on a high right now. I really am. Um, the last episode, Naked, um, like I said, it was just much needed. Like, I, I felt so much better, and um, a good girlfriend of mine um, reached out to me, and um, she was like, you know, it was a great show, and, you know, and it made her emotional as well, so... I did what I was supposed to do, you know, in regards to um, speaking my truth and breaking generational curses. Um, like I've been saying these past few episodes, it's not easy when you feel like um, you're the person that had to say, I'll do it, you know, because everybody else is, you know, standing behind like, you go, no, you go, no, you go. And something like, I ain't doing that shit, you know, and so, you know, that's really what goes on in our in our black households. Um we be afraid because it's like it's, it's such a norm to us it's like why are you why are you breaking a norm you know and so um I've, I've, I've I, I would feel awkward a lot um because of that but I'm in, I'm getting in a space where it's like it is what it is you know this is my story and so I'm gonna tell my story if you choose not to tell yours that's fine you know I'm not gonna drag you under the bus but I'm gonna be honest and the reality is we sweep too much shit under the rug so you could be mad at me you could distance yourself from me it's okay because what i am learning is that i did not know myself never i thought i knew who i was but i didn't know who i was i was trying to figure it out for so long because i never got to be a little girl i never got to be a teenager a young adult I never got to be any of those things. I was forced into it and it happened so fast and it came so fast. So I never had that opportunity to find me. And I thought I knew who I was. I did. I, I did. And, you know, when I graduated, I went to Montclair State University, got a degree and started a career. And, you know, that's what we're taught to do. We are. And especially African-American women, we're taught to do that. Like, you got to go and make your family proud because usually you're the first one who's doing it. You know, so I always knew that I was a, um, I'll go first. I knew I was that type of person, but only with that type, only with those type of things. And those things are great things, but it's like, that's a part of what we're taught to do, you know, <clears throat> I wasn't, you know, when I when, when I was talking about doing other things outside of going to school and working for others, my family was looking at me like I had 10 heads. They was looking at me like, oh, you an outsider. Hush, hush that talk. <laughs> we work for people. That's all we do. That's it. <laughs> so me, I've always been that. No, I don't want to do that. You know, I've always questioned religion with my grandmother. So I, I just knew that I always was unique and I knew that I was always me but I didn't know I was me so now that I know that I am me it's um it's coming along it, it, it is um at a therapy session yesterday and um I was so excited to go to therapy because so many positive things has had so many positive things has been have been happening excuse me and um when I got there I had I I had anxiety because of the type of day I had and so it threw me off. So when we started talking, I really wasn't sharing the positives. Now I I went to the library yesterday and um I got some books and I went back and got um uh the Praxis book. I don't remember if I shared this with you guys, I probably didn't. I nope, I think I just shared it on Instagram and so I shared it on my vlog. I didn't share it with you guys on the podcast show. So um on May 25th, I took my praxis for early elementary education. And I hadn't been in the classroom in 10 years, but I decided that I am ready to move on to the next step in my life. I'm, I decided I'm ready to challenge myself. One thing I always shot away from is challenges because it made me nervous. It made me uncomfortable. I didn't know how to deal with it. You know, it was, like I said, I was only taught if somebody hit you, you hit them back. That's, that I literally applied that to everything in my life. And I'm just realizing that as I'm saying it to y'all. But um, I was nervous. Um, 
I was excited and nervous at the same time. I was sitting in the car um, right before the test and I was like crying. And like, I was like, ooh, hyperventilating. I was like, get your shit together and go in here. And so um, what I didn't know is that, and, and they, they tell you, but I wasn't paying attention because I was so nervous. Um, I didn't know that you, when you get up to use the bathroom, your timer is still running. So on top of sitting there and staring at certain questions for so long because I was so anxious and I wasn't focusing and reading like I was supposed to. And I did study, but I just was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, I'm in a classroom in 10 years. I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm really extremely nervous and all over the place emotionally. So when I got up to go to the bathroom, you know, I'm taking my time and I was still not knowing because I did not read the monitor. So when I came back to finish the test, I still had about 16 questions that I didn't complete. So um, I failed because I got a 141 and the qualifying score is 156. Now, I was so upset because I asked the woman, if I get up and go to the bathroom, um, you know, does it stop? She said, yeah. <clears throat> but there was a language barrier in between us. Um, African, she was African woman, an older lady, and she looked just like my grandmother. So I won't even matter. I ain't gonna even lie to y'all because when I sing to people, they was like, "Why you ain't black out on the?" I was like, "Cause she looked like my grandmother." I'm not gonna lie to y'all. She did, and yeah, I'm pissed um, because that's another hundred and fifty dollars I have to pay. But I had a one forty one, and I was missing sixteen questions, and the qualifying score is a one fifty six. So had I knew that I couldn't leave. I would have set my ass there and I would have knocked out those 16 questions I believe I would have passed so I felt good about the fact that I had a 141 and you needed a 156 so because of my ignorance it wasn't nothing that I did on the test it was just me not paying attention to the monitor that told you that it's you can't like the time is gonna still keep going I didn't I wasn't paying attention so still not bad <laughs> I'm not bad, not bad. So shout out to me for that. Shout out to Tasha. Get a girl, you're getting it. But anyway, I got some books yesterday and um, I was showing the therapist the books that I got and I picked up Black Girls Rock. I mean, Black, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It is Black Girls Rock. I'm looking right at the book on my coffee table. Black Girls Rock. I got a book on juggling a career as a mother and um, having your own business. And I didn't even really get to, touch that book yet i brought a book on african-american studies um i don't i can't even tell y'all what it's about just yet when i opened it i seen um where it started talking about um slavery the education during slavery and hbcus so i'm excited about that because i am in this space where i want to know everything and i've always been like that as a kid and because i came from a family who didn't always want to know everything they was you know kind of complacent with level of their level of education but they knew more about politics and that's what goes on in our family right you know sometimes your grandmother can't read but she can fucking tell you what trump did and then she's sick of his shit so i'm um my family you know they, they pushed the education out on us they did but um sometimes i felt like i was teased and called a nerd and called white because i was so inquisitive i had a question for everything i wanted to know everything and my son is the same way he's the same way and i am going to allow him to know he touch everything and i want to knock my baby out i'm not gonna lie and it's okay i can say it it's my kid i'm not gonna hurt him my social work my degrees in social work I'm, i i know i'm not in trouble <laughs> but um i'm in the space of wanting to know so I'm excited to read that book. And then, which other, what other book did I get? Oh, I got a book on how to teach. And I can't remember the other one, y'all. Sorry, but I was just excited to show my therapist the books. And when she seen the book on um, African-American um, education, that's what it's called. When she seen that book, she asked me, why did I, um, why did I get that book? And I gave her some like a filibuster. I just said anything and, and tried to sound smart. But the reality was I was just interested in the book. And working in the inner city community, the experience is going to be the best teacher. And y'all know I got nothing but experience working in a classroom with these kids because they are me. And so she said to me, um, 
do you you know you don't feel comfortable about your next step in life and I wanted to say yeah I'm gonna be all right but I'm so used to not speaking life into myself um I may do it in front of y'all but sometimes I'm not confident you know I feel like when I'm telling somebody my hopes and dreams they're being judgy and they may not even be judgy they may just be listening to me talk so when I told her I was like, you know, um, I just, uh, I want to read the book because I work with inner city youth. And she was like, you think you don't have it? Uh, no, I, I, I was so nervous. But the reality is, I'm going to be great with those little kids. I want to teach preschool. Sorry, I forgot to add that. I'm going to be great with those kids. Because I have a nurturing personality. I like to give my students that I have now the love that, you know, my mom gave me, but even more love because I know how to love even more. I I picked up where my mom left off, you know, because I understand now, you know, I, I, I get it. I get what it is to be a black woman, what it is to be a mother. I get what those children go through. And so I love them like they are my own no different from how I love Bakari because I feel like sometimes our parents can't they don't love us or or they love us to the best of their abilities and I'm not saying that their parents don't love them or anything like that but I just know where I'm I, where I'm working at and I know where I come from and I know that we all need love and I love on their parents just as well I give them the same love when they come in sometimes my parents come in they be ready to fight and I'm, hello, mom, how are you? He's not in trouble. He was just being a boy. It's all right, mom, calm down. Because I already know sis came with, she ready. She ready. And I used to take it personal. Like, oh, you know, that, that, was, that was for me. They, they, they wanted to fight me. And it's like, yeah, it's not even about you. For one, they're protecting their cub. But we always feel like we have to fight. We don't know how to use our words. And that goes back to what I was saying um, with, um, crap, y'all, I lost it. Oh, there it go. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's still early, but I'm trying to knock out my podcast because this was heavy on my heart and, and in a good way. It, it my, my spirit was saying, talk to him, talk to him. Um, but um, because all of us are taught, so I hit you in the, hit the back and that's all we know. So sometimes when parents think that something happens to their kid they come in and they're ready to fight and it's a situation a lot of times i want to say 95 percent of the time where we're just talking but we don't know how to talk to each other black people because we have been programmed otherwise we come from nothing but love we come from villages villages we were we are peaceful people and that's how it's always been but the others they told us that we were savages but they are savages but now to everybody we are the savages we are we are public enemy number one people are afraid of us because of our skin it don't matter if i'm light and probably put a pass the brown paper bag test to anybody that thinks that way i'm fucking black i'm a whole nigga to them period i'm gonna share something with y'all and then i'm gonna segue into my topic excuse me y'all tea break um i was in um like a store a few days ago and i was getting some wine for myself and some some basketball beer for my baby and um i was standing there trying to figure out and i do this every single freaking time i go to look a store like i do it unless we made a, a a decision before we got out the car or before i got out the car excuse me i stand there like what the fuck am i gonna drink what the fuck am i gonna drink what the fuck am i gonna drink what's gonna get me nice but i'm not spending an arm and a leg because it's a um it's a school day number one <laughs> Well, no, because I'm on a budget, number one, but also because it's food day. So I need something that's, you know, not too much. It's going to get me nice. So I'm standing there and I'm looking. And um, it was two Hispanic women that walked up. 
and uh, 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 and a guy, sorry. And so normally what I would do when people would stand in my space, I would move because they're making me uncomfortable. So, because I don't know about boundaries. I don't know boundaries. So when somebody gets in my personal space, I'll just move. And it was in my personal space, you know. Um, so as I continued to look, when I found out, when I figured out what I wanted, I um, proceeded to walk off. So I said, excuse me, ladies. Thank you. And one of the girls responded, well, the one with the fake body responded, you welcome. And because to her, Although I just said, excuse me, ladies, thank you, in her mind, what I said was through me. And I, and I wish I could see me. The, you know the movement that we do with our body, that jerking motion when we talking like, bitch, I, the, 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 in her mind. That's what she thought I did. So she responded to me that way. Now, the old me would have been like, I want to punch on her face, but I'm nervous because I got anxiety. And I, mm -mm. The peaceful me was like, she don't even know better. The piece with me was like, you got your body done since because you want to be me. You black just like I am. But in your mind, you're better than me. You're not better than me. You just got dropped off on a different island, baby girl. I didn't have to do what you did to look that way. And I'm comfortable exactly the way that I look. But in your mind, because society always paints the black people out as being the ghetto ones, the negative ones, the savages, the ruthless, nasty attitudes. I simply said, in my good voice, because I ain't going to call it a white voice. It's, that's ignorant. I know how to speak, and I'm black because I'm educated, period. But in the good voice, in the nice voice, in the formal voice, I said, excuse me, ladies. Thank you. And I know the Pioneer Homes projects in me, I, I, if it would have got that serious. But I am learning that every action does not deserve a reaction i am learning to protect the little girl in me because the little girl in me felt disrespected but the grown-ass woman knew that that girl ain't know no better she's ignorant she don't know me and i said it nice but one thing i am tired of doing is being nice to people tiptoeing around people asking people did i do something to you no you're doing something to me. You're disrespecting me. You're violating my space. And I never knew what that was because I didn't know about boundaries. I've seen so much since I was a little girl because the elders around me did not have boundaries. Now, not all, because one thing I could say about my mother and my grandmothers and my aunties, the sisters, while you're in my mouth, go outside and play. They created Certain, certain boundaries you know black people y'all know our parents didn't play that shit out of my mouth but other boundaries were not established my father he's a narcissist narcissistic people do not have boundaries they think they can say and do whatever they want at any given time they always think it's appropriate to make it about them period all the time so because I didn't have those boundaries I used to just let anything in like literally physically down to down to a man because I didn't have boundaries I didn't know I didn't know about my black girl magic I didn't know about me and it's okay to protect your boundaries your space and you don't even got to get physical so segue into my topic boundaries I thought I had a horrible therapy session and I really didn't because we touched on boundaries and I had a conversation with my therapist about um, a girlfriend of mine and I was explaining to her how she made me feel when I was around her and so I told the therapist that we did have a conversation but my first thing that I said to my girlfriend was did I do something to you? But what I should have said was, I don't like how you make me feel. When we're around each other, 
you 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 pick on me. You bully me. That's that's bullying. And I know old school. We we used to cracking on each other and you know playing the dirty dozens and you know. But that shit ain't okay when it's when when you feel like that person is doing it with malice. Because we all laugh and joke. Y'all know I'm a big play fiend. I play I play on the show all the time. I'm always joking. <clears throat> I have a sense of humor. I could take a joke. But when I feel like you are intentionally saying those things to hurt me. I don't like it. And I'm sharing this boundaries um, segment with you guys because a lot of us, we will drive ourselves crazy trying to figure out what we did to somebody. We're, we're waiting for them to tell us, you know, we're in a, we, we could be in a relationship and you'll keep saying, what are we? What are we? What are we? Why the fuck you asking them? Set your boundaries. This is what I would tolerate. This is what I will not tolerate. Set your boundaries. That's it. We wait around for people. We ask people, did I do something to you? No, you you did something to me. You're doing something to me. I don't like how you make me feel when you're in my space. But we're only taught, but because we're only taught, somebody hit you, hit them back. That's all we fucking know, period. That's it. We don't know how to use our words. Everything is not a fight. I promise you it's not, y'all. It's really not. It's not. Now that I am creating those boundaries, I didn't even realize I was creating those boundaries. I get a little like antsy. I get a little anxious when I am putting up those borders. But once it's up, I'm like, I'm good. That that was easy. But I'm I'm I'm. This is uh, thirty years of of <laughs> borders that I gotta put up. You know, so, I know eventually it'll get easy, but. It's, um, you know, I know that I'll get through it. I know that I'll definitely get through it. What you guys are hearing in the background is the wind blowing. And so it keeps making my bedroom door open, close, open, close. Um, and even though it is shut, this must be some strong ass wind. Well, because it's a lot of trees by our bedroom. So that wind is like, but that good old fresh air, it, it smells good. But that noise is annoying. So if you do hear that. That's that's what you're hearing. But boundaries are important. And a lot of us don't know about boundaries because we don't know about our self-worth. You know, um, when you know who you are and what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate, it becomes so much easier. Think about how many relationships you would have avoided. How many uh, fuck buddies? Because that's what they ultimately are once you figure out y'all ain't nothing. But you put that ball in his court. You put that ball in her court. to keep saying, what are we? What are we? What are we? Mm -mm. create your boundaries create them I'm telling you people will respect you they will respect you I always say I'd rather somebody respect me than be afraid of me I don't want you to be afraid of me uh -uh, that's not even my personality just respect me because I'm respecting you and I'm learning about boundaries as well because I may have crossed the line a few times too for the simple fact that I, I am a product of a narcissistic dad. So I have narcissistic tendencies. But now I recognize it. And since I've been going through this transformation, I would feel so bad about um, certain things that I um, may have said to people, not realizing that that's not appropriate to say. And so I would think about those things and I'd be like, oh, God, I feel like a bad person. I wish I would never said that. And I had to realize that I didn't know any better. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how I'm going to. How am I going to uh, not violate somebody's personal space um, when I, I allow people to do it to me? Because I don't know how not to, you know. So I, I will beat myself up about it like over and over and over again. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that and said that. And I had to get to the point it's just as you did not know better. Now you know better, so do better. When I'm around people who I know, like just they are who they are. If I don't like what I'm hearing while I'm sitting around them, I will get up and move. Before I used to feel uncomfortable. Like I don't want to sit here and listen to this bullshit. But then again, if I get up, they're going to feel some type of way. They're going to think I'm better than them. I don't think that I'm better than you. But I'm protecting my space. I'm protecting my energy. And what you're talking about right now, I don't want to hear that. And I just kindly get up and remove myself. You could think what you want to think. I don't care. 
black people we have the tendency to um I, we ostracize people we our own people who want better for themselves so just think about how mentally oppressed you have to be to see somebody climbing climbing out that fucking barrel and you want to just yank their fucking legs back down that's how oppressed we are that's how uh america has made us and this is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fucking years so i correlate that to my 30 years of oppression so I can only, so just imagine on a, this mind is on a, 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 on a small scale. Because, you know, I'm just speaking about me as an individual. But think about so many of us now on a, on a, on a um, what is it? I'm, I'm not going to even mess it up because I was going to say micro macro. But right now I can't remember which is which. So I'm not going to even do it. So think about us on an even larger scale as a whole, as a culture, as a society, as a fucking race. Oppressed. But I feel like it's getting better. It's going to take some time because we, remember, we're going back. But there's so many shows now that, sh that people look like me. And they're talking about things that I can identify with. When they see us, my kids have been raving about that movie. They, well, um, t series, excuse me. They've been coming to Miss, did you finish it? Did you finish it? Miss, did you finish it? And I'm like, did you finish it? You supposed to be in bed. Did you finish it? Yeah, miss, I finished it. How did it make you feel? Man, that's messed up. And just that right there, that means that they get it. They're, they're getting it. And that's all it takes. So shout out to Ava du DuVernay for that. Because you planted that seed. She had me in Selma. We took our kids to see Selma. I was sitting in that movie theater with my babies. We all was crying. Because I got to see firsthand what, what my ancestors went through. Because they wanted better for themselves. And just fucking think about that. How society, because you want better for yourself and you black, nah, get the fuck out of here. They fucked us up that much that we fuck each other up with that. When I see black businesses, I try my best to support them. Sometimes I literally will go broke. My little budget that I save for my me time stuff, it will go to supporting my black friends. It does because I don't care. It costs you nothing to show love. And you, well, you know it do, but y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> it costs you nothing to show love, man. Keep the black dollar in the black community. People always, I always hear um, the conversation about segregation and integration and how if we would have stayed segregated, we would have been okay. We would have flourished, we would have thrived. But you know that's what? We are the superior race. So can you imagine these, these magnificent brown beings thriving? Hell no. They burnt our shit down. But we know better. So we doing better, y'all. So podcast shows that talks about financial literacy, that talks about the importance of owning your own things, that talks about the importance of healthy relationships. I love listening to them who talks about uh, being confident in your sexuality. Because for some of us, for the LGBT community, I'm sorry, I don't know the other letters that go with it. I'm not being funny. It's not even a joke. I'm dead serious. But for them, shows for them, because they are somebody, they are killing us. They are already killing us for being black. But can you imagine being killed? Because you just want to be yourself. I always feel that I can identify with them so much because I know how that feels. Because sometimes we don't choose this. We don't choose this. We, some of us are kids. When our space is violated, when those boundaries are crossed. And now I'm confused. I'm confused about my emotions, about my feelings. Because a man did this to me. I don't want to be with a man. I never want to be touched again. But I'm ostracized by my family. Because my mother. Choose to believe that it didn't happen. Because she going to pick her man over me. Because the Bible. Says that homosexuality. Is a sin. And because my mother. 
is so brainwashed by Christianity. She going to kick me out. She not going to love me like she's supposed to love me. And America don't fucking love me neither. So now I, I have to find those that are like me, those that identify with me. That makes me think about the show on, um, uh, is it Fox? FX, which is another, um, company with Fox, another uh, network, I should say, um, the, 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 the TV show Pose. And I promise y'all when I stop this podcast show, well, when I finish it, I'm going to watch me some episodes while daddy and baby are asleep. I love Pose. I love Pose. I've always just been so infatuated by the culture. I love it. I I just love everything about the extraness of being yourself. I love it so much. I love it. I love having gay friends. I love to hear their stories. And I ask them, you know, you know, do you mind sharing? I ask them. And those days, those always my besties. Because I, I feel them and I understand. That's my door opening again. But boundaries y'all boundaries I caught myself about to tear up y'all I did <laughs> y'all y'all gonna hear me be um emotional a lot now because I don't feel bound anymore I used to always feel like showing emotion is weakness and it's not and that's the problem that's why so many of us kill each other we don't know how to use our words and we let that shit sit and we always feel disrespected. We always feel disrespected. That's the first thing. What happened, bro? Man, that nigga disrespected me. And sometimes they really didn't. They really didn't. Or didn't even know they did. Because sometimes it don't even be that serious. But we don't know. Because our mamas and daddies couldn't show us because they didn't know. And their grandmother, oh, oh, excuse me, their father and their mother didn't know. So they didn't show them. So that's why so many of us are lost. That's why so many of us don't know about boundaries. That's why so many of us only know fight or or flight, depending on you, how much, you know, depending on you. But we only know fight or flight. We really think that that's the solution to everything. Most of us pick fight. We don't have to fight anymore. I know we never felt protected. America chewed us up and spit us out. But we got each other and we have to love on each other. I am getting in that space now where I, when I know somebody trying to be funny to me because I am learning who I am, I know that it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them because they still got to figure out who they are. Some women, oh my God, especially with black women, when their conversation is always about fighting, it's an insecurity because they're hurting because they want you to know if you do something to me, I'm going to fuck you up because that's all they know. And before being around them, I would either be excited about stuff like that because I try to live vicariously through them because I'm not doing all of that. Like, I'd rather go sit in the corner and read a book. If you want to come read a book with me, says we could do that. But I don't care about no fighting. So I used to just be excited to hear about them fighting, you know, and or it would they would be too aggressive. And I'd be like, oh, because you keep talking about fighting. You want to try to probably come over here and bully me and I don't got time for that. So I would go away from them. But now that I understand, I just let them be who they are and I'll redirect the conversation as much as I can. Or if it's a whole bunch of them and that's what they're talking about, I remove myself and I'm okay with that. And it's not me thinking that I'm better than them. I just have my boundaries and I'm protecting my energy and listening to um, my people talk about hurting my other people, my family, we all family, black folk, we all family. That's why we have a rhythm about ourselves that only we understand. We all family. So when I'm listening to stuff like that, sometimes I remove myself. Or sometimes I could be sitting there and I hear it, but I don't hear it. It sounds like want, 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 want to me. It really does. Because I'm getting in that space of protecting my space. And I used to always say, I'm protecting my space. I thought I had this shit figured out. I really did. I really thought I was the driver. But I really was sitting in a lift. That's 
That's how I feel my life was. I was in a lift. I wasn't a driver. Nah. Now, I feel like I'm in control. Now I do. And it feels amazing. And because I'm starting to put up those boundaries and borders, even work is getting better. It is. It really is. And even though I've been there for so long and I'm getting in that place where it's like, you know, I'm going to ride this out for a little longer. Um, but it ain't going to be for too much longer because I feel like now being in this job, it's like being in a relationship with a man who cannot stop cheating and you stay with him because when y'all good, y'all good. And because of the kids. But then he do it again. And he say, baby, please, baby, please, I'm not going to do it again. And you say, okay. And then he say all the stuff that he going to do right this time. And then that's what he do. And then he get tempted again by a big booty. And he ain't cheat on you again. Or titties, whatever his preference is. I don't know. <laughs> I had to throw a funny in there. So, so weird. <laughs> but, you know, that's how I feel about my job. I feel that way. And now that I'm putting up these boundaries, I'm like, no. It's not acceptable. You cannot do this because you wouldn't do it nowhere else. And now you can't work here anymore. And I used to be so bothered. I used to feel so bad. Like, oh, because I some I had to let a lot of young brown girls go because they just wasn't getting it. And it's funny because very rarely did I have to let the men go. That's interesting. I never thought about that until just now. It's probably like one guy when I first got the position that I had to let go because he broke a table. And lied and said he didn't, but he had did seventy five thousand things in the the two weeks I had took over the program. So it was like, nah, bro, I don't even know how you lasted this long. Bah, can't do that. We have to teach the kids. It's it's not do as I say, not as I do. No, it's literally you are a mentor. The moment you walk in this door, I don't care what you do before you get here. Just don't smell like it. Period. Because we got to, hey, you got a mask you got to put on sometimes. That's the reality of it. But, and not even a mask, because I, I, I don't like using that. But, I mean, sometimes that's the reality of it. We do. We do. Because the reality is, a lot of us don't have our shit together. We don't. And we're trying to figure it out still. And we, we, we give back because we're trying to save them before they be like us. But that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that's, I'm not sure that's what he was trying to do. Because I, I could never get through to him to even know that. But um, before I go down that rabbit hole and, 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 and just be start rambling, <laughs> let me really back this way and um, say, yeah, I'm getting to that point in my relationship with my job where it's like, how many times I'm going to take you back and you won't keep on hurting me? So I'm putting up these um, these boundaries and these, these borders and, and personal space and all of that stuff because I am prepping myself for the next step in life. I am prepping myself for... Well, I just literally said it. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for my next relationships because then, you no, know, because now that I know what I want, what I need, and what I expect, he ain't gonna. The, the next one ain't gonna be able to hurt me. <laughs> so the next job I go to, interview sort of interview. This is this is what I expect. This is what I want. This is what I believe I deserve. Because like I said in last episode, your work gonna speak for itself. And my work speaks for itself. And I am I, I am grinding. I am revamping my program. I, I'm, I'm really doing that for my babies because they need that structure. And I'm going to take those same talents elsewhere when I feel like it's time to move on. And I know the next step, I'm going to flourish even more because I know so much more. And I'm fucking ready. I, I, I always, because of the anxiety, like I have these moments, these days where I'm motivated. I'm like, yes, I'm going to knock out two podcast shows. I'm going to read two books. I'll just be like on this high. And then when I crash, I crash. I get in the bed and I put the covers over my head and I say I hate everybody and I don't want to talk to nobody, but I know I got these emails I got to answer. And then if I don't answer some emails, I'm going to get fired. And then my son not going to have no health insurance. I'm not going to have no health insurance. That's literally what anxiety feels like. It literally is what anxiety feels like. <laughs> but I am getting into that space where anxiety, bitch, not no more, sus. You got to go. Your anxiety got to go too. 
my girlfriend Tina um, told me to get Charlemagne's book Shook Ones so I'll definitely um, I have to look into it and get it definitely ASAP and um, my therapist recommended a book by Dr. Joyce Myers Battle of the Minds and I'm gonna get that as well so I am starting to read my books I used to read so much as a kid and that's the only thing I could say about my mom like even though she didn't know how to um, verbally encourage um, all of this going on with Natasha Monique, uh, she knew that I liked to read, so she would buy me Goosebumps books. All, oh, oh my God, yo, oh man, I hope I'll get emotional about my mother. Goosebumps books. Um, she knew that I liked to sing. She would always buy me radios, Walkmans, CDs, tapes, and I would just be in my room singing. If I get a little too loud, she would say shut up. But um, she did. She encouraged it the best way she knew how. She did. She just didn't know how to embrace this lioness she didn't she didn't because she didn't she didn't know how to embrace her being a lioness she didn't, she didn't know what her inner world was at but i knew what mine was at <laughs> i was trying to get there um so i will say that and she knew that i was also into like uh makeup when i was little so she brought me what they call back in there caboodle um that was just the makeup case but um yeah, she knew that I, I was into like teaching when I was a little girl. So she brought me a chalkboard. So I will say that my mom did try. She did. And and I'm, I, I got to make it my business to build a better relationship with my mom. Because I, now that I know better, I know my mom didn't know any better. And so essentially, um, the child becomes the parent. And the parent becomes the child. And that's the cycle and that's the phase that I'm in right now with both of my parents. So I am teach, teaching them. I'm picking up where they left off. They passed the baton. And so, you know, now I got to show them what healthy black love looks like. Even though it's going to be hard for me sometimes. I have to. I know I got to talk to both of my parents and I always say, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Or sometimes I'll make a vlog. Um, I'll go uh, make a vlog about it and then indirectly speak to them. And it's like, no, you got to confront the issue head on because I feel like we all will heal from that conversation. Even if it hurts, it, you will heal. It's just like when you get when you get hurt or you have surgery or anything, you know, when you hurt, when you get hurt with time and with uh, um, nurturing that wound and taking care of that wound, you heal. You know, so I know at first it's going to feel like a, a, a C-section because I'm sorry, y'all, I ain't never been hit by a car and break no bones, none of that stuff. Let me knock on wood. I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I felt rough pain as a kid growing up because I played outside. <laughs> but I ain't never had nothing traumatic, like physically traumatic like that happen. But um, uh, pregnancy, hell yeah. So I know in the beginning it's going to feel like a big, it's going to feel like a C-section. And that hurts. And after a while, I went from being bent over and in pain and this was standing back up strong and tall. So I know we'll be okay after a while. We just got to just keep working and keep healing. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to ramble no more. I rambled with y'all long enough. My good girlfriend, lovely, um, told me that she could listen to me all day long. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Encourage it. Pour into me. <laughs> but I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all be blessed and enjoy your weekend. I'm not sure if I'm going to post this on Saturday or Sunday. So I was I was about to say enjoy y'all Saturday. Oh, I already said it. Never mind. <laughs> so even if you hear it, you'll hear it sometime this weekend. Um, but just know that I didn't do it on Saturday morning eat something because now it's 921 and I've been talking for like 44 minutes so just know I woke up with y'all on my mind and in my heart and in my spirit but enjoy this beautiful weekend I'm gonna probably watch Pose because I gotta finish up my episodes before um season two comes out on the 11th or maybe I'll read my black girls rock I don't know but I'm just gonna say this black people brown people well, I'm going to start saying brown because we all, we all the same, just different islands, different islands. Um, love on one another, be kind to one another, support one another. 
growth can be extremely uncomfortable, but you'll feel good. You'll feel good. I don't have nothing profound to say. I'm sorry. I just know that when you when you when you get uncomfortable, you feel like you could tackle any fucking thing. You you do like you literally beat your chest. Boom! What's next? So get in that space. Get in that headspace. So you can start knocking them tasks off your list. Anxiety, it's a mind thing. It's a mind thing. It really is. And I get it. I know we've been through some trauma. We've been through some shit. I know. But if you got to remove yourself from those triggers, remove yourself. And I, I know it may be easier said than done, but you'll figure out a way. When you really want something, you'll go for it. You'll go hard for it. Don't never let nobody tell you you can't have something. Never. Because what's for you is for you. Now you're going to have some uh, some people, they say is You're going to have some boundaries. It's okay. You might have every door closed. You keep on walking. You keep on You keep on walking. Open every fucking door. One of them going to open. Jiggle every fucking handle. One of those doors going to open. I don't care if you drop to your knees in that hallway and cry. You get the fuck up, you wipe them tears, and you try the next door. We are the superior being. Don't ever let nobody tell you differently. Why you think they're doing this shit to us? We are not the endangered species, y'all. Better use your brains. Better pick up a book. Pick up a book. Music. Think about the artists that you listen to. I could listen to Nas. I could listen to Hove. I could listen to J. Cole. I could listen to Kendrick. I'm about to even start listening to Q-Tip. I gotta, I gotta. Megan Thee Stallion mentioned him. And um, that's, that's my girl too. I love Megan Thee Stallion. I'm gonna get to that. And then I'm gonna go. Cause I know I, was, I said, I said bye, but then I got, I had to say something else. Okay, and it's saying that the maximum time is an hour, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I, I want to listen to Q-Tip. I, I do. I, I I I I missed him. I, I missed that part. I didn't I didn't hear, I didn't think about that part of him, the consciousness. Uh, but I love listening. I could listen to Talib Kweli. I could listen to Most Def. Yo, they made a song. To, uh, Most Def. My Omi said, "Shine a light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see." I understood it, but now I understand it. But a lot of times, mainstream America, aka the others, they not gonna push that shit because that is empowering the youth. Why the fuck would they push that? We want to keep y'all oppressed. We want y'all to listen to bullshit. We want y'all to listen to motherfuckers talk about drinking syrup and, 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 and females always talking about beating each other up. That's what we want. And, and shooting, I kill you. And putting money to your ear in the videos. That's what they want our kids to see. That's what they want us to see. They, they want you to think that you got to have a fat booty. That you, you got to be shaped a certain way. Listen, I'm shaped how I'm shaped. <laughs> it is what it is. But they, they want that. They want that, y'all. Don't get sucked in. When I look on Instagram, all I see is everybody with these bodies. And I'm just like, mm-mm. But I'm not judging to each his own, sis. To each his own. Do what makes you happy. But just know you are beautiful the way you are. But if you want to enhance something, do you, sis? Do it. Just don't do it because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. To, to keep a man happy. Because let me tell you something. A lot of men walking around here, they ain't hanging. They ain't hanging and slanging. They not. So if you're doing it for that, puh. Well, they, well, then they should come with you to surgery too. Get some things enhanced, lengthened. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but don't don't do it for somebody else. Do it for for you. And if it makes you happy, guys, us. But inner inner peace. That's the that's the that's the that's the best thing you can wear on you. Inner peace for real. Now going back to music because I was about to go down that rabbit hole. Um, I love listening to conscious music, but I also like listening to 
sexual liberation. I love listening to Megan Thee Stallion. She got a filthy mouth, but I love it. And when I say filthy, I don't say it like it's disgusting. I say filthy like, mm, that's a good word. I'm using it in a good word. I can use it in a good way. I like listening to her. She's talking about owning who she is and knowing it. But she also talks about going to school. I, I fucks with Cardi. Cardi says whatever she feels. And she be speaking some real shit because we bitches be hating. We hate on each other. And I say bitches with love in a joking manner. But I could listen to consciousness and I could listen to raunchy rawness. And there's nothing wrong with that. America tries to divide it and push the, the, the raunchiness more than the consciousness. But you can have a balance of both because I am a quote unquote after school principal, summer school principal. And I drive to work listening to big old freak to wish to, to city girls I love as soon as the song say real last bitch give a fuck about a nigga I be fucking twerking and then when I get close to my job I turn the music down I ain't gonna turn it off I turn it down so you can't hear all that cussing and, and the sucking and the and then I walk through those doors and I be Miss Tasha and when my kids come in with issues I'm gonna give them the conscious Tasha I'm gonna give them the experience as the best teacher Miss Tasha that's the balance you gotta find that balance now on that note I leave you beautiful people y'all be blessed and let's love on one another thank you guys for listening to the highly melanated podcast show I am your host Natasha Monique and y'all be breezy peace I'm not going to